All right, amen. So this evening, we're in the fourth message in a series entitled Abiding in Christ. And if you're accustomed to taking notes, the message title for this evening is Abiding in His Precepts. Abiding in His Precepts. So if you would, take your Bible and turn to John chapter 15 this evening. John chapter number 15. I've got to really uh, remind myself to say evening when it's evening because uh, you get used to uh, preaching and teaching on Sunday morning and sometimes your brain wants to say morning even though you look outside and it's not morning. Amen. <laughs> But John chapter 15, this evening, <coughs> and uh, if you're able to, let's stand. We're going to read verse 9 and 10. Uh, verse number 9 and 10, this evening, out of John chapter number 15. So the Bible says, As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. Now read verse 10 with me. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. Let's pray, and we'll jump into what God has for us this evening. Dear Father God, again, we thank You so much for being an awesome God and a Father to us. And Lord, we thank You, Lord, for this time where we can open up Your Word and hear what You have for us. Holy Spirit of God, I do pray that You guide us into all truth this evening. Help us, Lord. And again, we just give you the praise and glory for your Son, your Scriptures, and Lord, the Holy Spirit of God that abides within us. Lord, we thank you again. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Now, I'm going to be honest. Many times when we get to a verse like verse 10, where it says this, If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. Sometimes we tend to allow ourselves to get, for lack of a better term, whacked out, or crazy about what's being stated. So before we dive into this truth, I want to re review some basic principles here from God's Word that we've already covered. Number one, does Jesus Christ love you? Amen. Yes or no? Okay, number two, does the love of God through Jesus Christ ever end? No. Now will anything separate us from the love of Christ? No. And again, if... You missed last week, we, we looked at those thoughts, and I challenge you, if you did miss last week, go to the website, we've got the archive there, because we looked at the abiding love of Jesus Christ, and again, we have all the love of God through our Lord Jesus Christ that we're going to get, period, end of discussion on that topic, amen? But tonight, we have to ask ourselves a simple question, and here's the question, how much do I love Jesus Christ? Now, again, it's easy to raise our hand when asked, do we love Jesus? I, I used to do it in a junior church. You know, I'd say, hey, who loves Jesus and all? You know, all the kids' hands go up, you know. And if I were to ask the question and, you know, who in here loves Jesus, raise your hand. I'm sure if we're honest that we'd all raise our hand. My hands would be up too, amen. But we need to challenge ourselves tonight, though, with this question, this follow-up question. Does my daily walk with Jesus match my talk about Jesus? Now again, let me remind you that Jesus Christ acknowledged this truth when he very upfront said to religious folks of the day in Mark chapter 7 verse 6, He answered and said unto them, Well hath Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites. Woo! Wow! I mean, that's intense. As it is written, 
This people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. I mean, that's intense. That's, right. that's intense. I mean, look, and this is the truth for, for everyone to really take a spiritual inventory of ourselves and just ask, knowing that God provided his love for me, knowing that God provided his best for me. I mean, he gave his son. He gave us forgiveness. He gives his mercies are new every morning. His grace is sufficient, you know, no matter the circumstance or situation. What is the temperature of my love for Jesus this evening? Now, specifically, we're going to look at three areas tonight in order to help us understand what abiding in the precepts of Christ looks like. Number one, abiding in the precepts proves our love. Number two, abiding in his precepts provides assurance in our hearts. And number three, abiding in his precepts promotes a loving spirit. Now, before I jump into those, and we deep dive into the scripture to see what God teaches from his message for us this evening, I want us to think about one more thing. For any relationship to work, how many sides does it take? Think about it. There's an old saying, it takes two, two to, to tango, right? No, I mean, no, but seriously, no, but seriously. For a child... And parent relationship to work, who has to be in agreement? Both sides. Look, because I look, my kids know what I tell them. I, I, I've, I've shared with them stories about when there's times when James as a kid decided to step out and do my own thing and how that didn't really work out in that relationship, right? It gets a little tough when we decide to do our own thing. Well, the same, if you apply this, this thought that it takes both sides, you look at the husband and wife relationship. In order for that relationship to work, it takes two sides. Even, I mean, even the employee-employer relationship at work, it takes both sides. And I guarantee you, if you don't believe me, go ahead and try going to work tomorrow and doing your own thing. You're going to learn real quick that it takes both sides to come together to work on this thing. Now, what's incredible with our Heavenly Father is that He's there, period. He's there. I mean, and if we're honest, when things get rocky in our spiritual lives, and again, I'm not trying to, to beat anybody down this evening, but we need to be encouraged that, hey, God's there, period. The, the God of the universe, our Heavenly Father, He proved His love. He showed His love. He demonstrated His love by sending Jesus, and He does want to bless us. You say, well, how can you say that, Brother Vaughn? Well, look at Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 through 13. You may be familiar with this passage. God's thoughts, he says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Don't miss this. I, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Now, we're going to finish that, but look, God, the God of the universe is saying, I know the thoughts that I think to you. That's us this evening. These are his thoughts. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you, and ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Don't miss that. So when we're looking at our relationship with Jesus Christ and us, we already know what one side is. We know that that is, is sure. I mean, it's, it's sure than that the, the, the day is long. I mean, it's, it's, he's there, Period. So abiding in his precepts, let's look at the first one, proves 
our love. Right? John 14, 15 says this, If you love me, keep my commandments. It's, it's, it's that straightforward. It is really that straightforward. And if you, if you look what, what he says in this passage, if you love me, keep my commandments, he, he, says, he says this, As I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. Now don't miss that Jesus is not asking us to do something that He didn't do Himself. What did Jesus pray in the garden? When He was sweating, as it were, great drops of blood. What did He say? What did He pray? How did He pray? Do you remember? Father, not my will, but thine be done. So, friend, Christ is not asking us to do something that He didn't do. And He says it this way in John chapter 14, verse 23 and 24, says, Jesus answered and said unto to him, if a man love me. So again, do we love Jesus? Okay. Jesus said, if a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the words which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. When we keep his precepts, we are proving our love for him. Period. Now, what are some of the things we, we know? Well, I mean, there are several things that God says we are to keep. But just to remind us this evening, I want to go ahead and take you to Matthew chapter 28. Here are a couple precepts. Towards the end of the passage in Matthew chapter 28, Jesus says this, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto them the world. Amen. So right there, number one, first and foremost, salvation. That's huge. So if anybody's sitting here this evening or, or listening to this message and, and you don't know for sure that you're going to heaven... Man, the first precept that God wants you to understand is that He loves you, that He died for you, that He rose again and wants to provide a way for you to receive forgiveness, to receive a pardon, to receive eternal life through Him. But then what's awesome for those who have accepted Christ, the precept is very straightforward. He wants us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. He wants us to take this message that we've received and to share it with somebody else. And if we say we love Jesus, it's, this is just going to be something that is a part of us. That's a part of the Christian. That's, again, abiding in the precepts of, of Jesus Christ. The second thing, of course, is baptism. Now, the first step of obedience after accepting Christ as your Savior is baptism. Again, it's not baptism has nothing to do with salvation. The water will not wash your sins away. That's what the blood of Jesus Christ is for. But baptism is a, is a picture of the death, the burn, resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it's an outward representation of what happened on the inside. So if, if you're sitting here this evening and have never been scripturally baptized by immersion, well, that's something that we can abide in. That's something that we can obey and follow and get that taken care of. And, of course, the third thing is teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. Yes, it is the believer's responsibility 
to help other individuals know about the things of God. No matter where you're at. You can speak truth to, to folks no matter where you're at. Look, because I'm here to tell you. <laughs> all of us get asked our opinion about things. I don't care where you're at. You know, as you're walking, talking, working with people, you know, even in casual conversations, you can speak truth and life to individuals yes. with your mouth. It, it, it's something that we can do. What's interesting is Jesus challenged somebody with this thought of loving him. If you turn to John chapter 21, I want you to see this. John chapter 21. Verse number 15. So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. Verse 16, he saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He, Jesus, saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Verse 17, he saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. And again, in this passage, Jesus wanted to know if Peter loved him, not just with a brotherly love, not just with a casual love, but with a love that was a godly love that was deep, a deep spiritual love that would cause him to serve Jesus with all of his heart. And then the question we've got to ask ourselves is, what about us? Now, what about us? If Jesus were to ask you the question, do you love me? How would we respond? Well, Jesus, yeah, I love you. But is it a, is it a casual type thing? You know, is it, is it a love of Jesus as long as it's convenient? Right? You know, when, when it's convenient to obey God, when it's convenient to walk with God, is that when I walk with Him? Or do I walk with Him regardless of the outside? And again, that's a, that's, that's, that's a question that we have to ask ourselves. I mean, we all enjoy the promises of God, right? And we can claim them and we can name them, but do we also love the precepts? I mean, Psalm 1, I mean, it spells it out. Blessed is the man that what? Walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law did he meditate. I mean, we know that. We quote it, right? I mean, we, we've got that one down. No, for he shall be like a tree. Planted by, I mean, we, we know what happens when that any individual delights in God's law, delights in the precepts, the, the blessing that's promised there. But where are we tonight? Amen? All right, now, abiding in his precepts provides assurance in our hearts. Not only does abiding in, in the precepts of the word of God prove our love, prove the sincerity of our love, but it also helps provide assurance in our hearts. John 15, 10, if you keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. There it is right there. If we keep the precepts of the Lord Jesus Christ from the word of God, we will abide in his love. Again, we'll, we will inwardly sense 
that we are the Lord's and that He is ours. Each act of obedience will de deepen my assurance, but each time I disobey the Lord, that's when I numb myself towards Him and increase the chances of doubt and uncertainty in my own life. Again, think about it. Think about it. The times that we've doubted things, or maybe you've never doubted, praise the Lord for that, you've helped somebody else who's doubted, maybe even their salvation. The majority of the time, it's associated with some sort of sin. I, I don't know about you, but I, I've had it all the time. You know, you, you're, you're dealing with, with we, we've dealt with, with kids, and, you know, they come, and, and you know they've made a decision or a commitment for Christ, and then they come in, and, you know, they raise their hand for salvation at the end of a message or a vacation of Bible time, and you're talking with them like, well, you know, I just don't feel saved. Well, the reason why they don't feel saved is because there's no abiding relationship with Jesus Christ. That they, And then you, you work through it and you go through it and you realize, well, the reason why they don't feel saved is because they're, they're sinning and they're not really, you know, wanting to live for God or do the things that God says in His Word. So yeah, doubts have arisen. And the reason why they're not feeling saved is because they're not abiding in the commands of God. Again, disobedience brings doubt. But obedience produces assurance. And then, you know, you just got to help them understand that. I mean, again, we, we looked at the whole family relationship thing earlier before we started this. But I don't know about you, but has there ever been a time, maybe you remember growing up and in your, in your parents' home and you had a disagreement? I mean, it's, it's, it's rough, amen? I mean, I still remember the time, and I've already shared this with my kids, and they thought I was crazy. I still remember the time I thought I could... Oh, yes, Brother Vaughn's a sinner just like anybody else. Amen. amen. <laughs> I remember the time I got a progress report, and it was not good. And it was bad. And my order, I, I received some counsel. I won't name, I almost named, but... I received some counsel to not show, but to, you know, sign the thing and take it back to school. Well, I have horrible handwriting, <laughs> you know, so it was not a good idea. And when the truth was exposed, it was very rough in my house. And it's true when we, when we're, when we disobey, even, I mean, we can understand that when we disobey in our house, when we're grown up, things aren't very Fun. I mean, for lack of a better term, it's a little rough. Amen. But as soon as we get things right, though, as soon as we, you know, we, we obey and do the things that we, we all know we were supposed to do, it, it's a lot better time, even in, even in a, in, a, in a family situation that we, we can physically see. Well, the same truth applies with our Heavenly Father. Again, and I, I want to make sure I hit on that because. The, God's love is not, God's love is there, period, okay? And, and don't miss what Jesus was saying in this, in this chapter. He says, he says, as the Father loved me, so have I loved you, continue my love, period. I mean, as God the Father loved God the Son, that's how much God the Son loves you. But he says this, if you keep my commandments, you shall, don't miss this, abide in my love. Don't miss that word. The love of God is, is there for you. But if you're not feeling it, it's not because of God. It's not because of Jesus. It may be this evening because of us. So let's keep moving, though. So not only does it provide assurance, but it also builds maturity. 
First John five or First John chapter two verse five and six says this. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby we, hereby know that we are in him. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also to walk even as he walked. So I thought of, of spiritual maturity. It said right there. But whoso keepeth his word, right here, God's word. In him verily is the love of God perfected. How do I grow spiritually? By getting in the book. Yes. By reading it. You know, by, by spending time in it. Yes, by coming to church and, and hearing preaching. By you know, doing your own personal devotion and study. Why? So that we could be perfected. So we could be molded and, and, and made into the image of Jesus Christ. And hereby know that we... And, it is, and then it says this. Hereby know we that we are in him. Again, that assurance that's provided. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also to walk. Now, don't miss this. Even as he walked. Again, because Jesus is not asking us to do something that he didn't do already. I mean, we talked about that, but it's awesome how the scripture just supports itself and teaches the same thing no matter what book you're in. Amen. Now, Psalm 119 verse 11 helps us understand this. This thought of, you know, abiding in the precepts of God words builds maturity. Psalm 119, 111, or Psalm 119, verse 11. You'll know it. Thy word have I hid in my heart. Now, time out. Thy word have I hid in my heart. Why, though? Just to, just to have knowledge? Just to be able to quote it? No, to build maturity and then finish it. That I might not sin against thee. Right? That's spiritual maturity. You know, when we were in God's Word and when we, we, we read it and we digest it and we study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth, when we, we, we abide in the precepts of the Word of God, which is the, the whole thought of this message tonight, it helps us grow. It helps us overcome sin. And thirdly, this evening, abiding in His love promotes a loving spirit. It does. John 15, 12. This is my commandment, that ye love one another. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. you're another. You're another, that's right. The people sitting next to you are, are those that we are to love. The people that you go home with are, are those. And again, we all know it to be true. As soon as you walk in that door, shut the door. That's where the test is. That's where the test is. At church, man, I can put on the, right? I can put on the happy face. We can, can't we? I mean, we and look, we've all been guilty. <laughs> I mean, look, God knows what we're made of. And he tells us to love one another. As I have loved you, that ye also love one another. Again, love is not a feeling based on emotion. But, and again, that's the way the world defines it. That it's some, you know, some... What's a good word? Mushy, syrupy, emotion that, you know, soggy, right? You know, something that the world defines. No, love is the act of our will to obey God's word. It is a decision of our will to do what is right. God commands us to love one another. And as we abide in the precepts of God's word, we'll discover that God can produce a loving spirit within us. Love one another. 
And we looked this past Sunday at what love was all about. We did. And if you missed it, it's online. You can listen to it. But the, the, the First Corinthians, uh, I believe it's uh, 13 word. It says charity, it suffers long, it envies not, it vaunteth not itself, it's not puffed up, it seeketh not our own. I mean, it's not easily provoked. Woo! I mean, but that's love, and God says that type of love is how we're to love others. And he even says it again. He's not asking us to do something that he didn't do himself. As I have loved you. Right there, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. And if you read the Gospels, you see how Christ loved. I, I mean, I was convicted because there's the time when he sees that his disciples are weary. He tries to call them away to a place, but then the people see where he's going and they follow him. And Jesus walks out. Again, he's trying to, you know, go away a little bit and encourage his disciples. But it's, it's, the scripture says that Jesus looked out and saw the multitude and he had compassion on them because they fainted as, as sheep not having a shepherd. And what did he do? He went and met their needs. He went and served and he gave and he gave and he gave and he gave. And, and he tells us to love just like that. And as we abide in the precepts of God's word, we'll see that God will help us. So the question this evening is will we talk the talk or will we walk the walk, but don't miss this, with him? See, that's the key. The world says walk the walk, don't just talk the talk. But Jesus says, Walk the walk with Him. And with Him, all things are possible. With Him, He's the one that can give us the strength. He can give us the, the will and the want to, to serve Him. So abiding in Christ is more than, a, than feeling warm or fuzzy about Jesus. Abiding in Him is literally allowing the Word of God, His message to change our walk, to change our talk. And it's when we choose to daily take up our cross and follow Him. Will we abide in the precepts of Jesus? That question is going to be answered outside of these doors. Let's pray. Dear Father God, thank you so much for this evening. And I do thank you for your word. And I do pray, Lord, that as we examine our own hearts and our own walk with you, that we would be honest with you. Or that we would really look at how we are walking with you and within your precepts. Thank you for your truth. Thank you for the Holy Spirit of God that, Lord, helps us and grows us and convicts and, and Lord, prompts us to do the things that you'd have us to do. And I do pray, Holy Spirit of God, that we would yield to you more on a day-to-day, moment-by-moment basis.